Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Hey guys, welcome to episode 53 of the Mind Unleashed. Yeah, we would do like a huge shout out to our supporters. The first one is Lyft, the ride sharing app. Use our code TMUP for, I believe, $20 off when you book your next ride to Lyft. If you're not in the Orlando area, don't worry. Type that code in, it will give you a discount code where you may be at. Also, if you're looking to get some cinematic aerial services done with a drone or some professional drone shooting done, please check out Daniel Weiserberg. He is offering any real estate agent or anybody trying to get their home on the market $117 per property. Use our code OMI. Links will be down below in the description. Also, if you're trying to get married and you're looking for a good wedding photographer, honest to goodness, budget-friendly, please check out Weiss Productions. Weiss Productions is offering you guys 20% off when you book your next project with him. Uh, use our code OMI. It will be down below in the description. Also, if you're looking to get a um, trademark done or your business off the ground, please check out Shaman Law. Shaman hooked us up with our trademark in general. Uh, we just got our certificate from the USPTO. Yay! We did it. Finally. It's, and we got our service mark. Yay. Trademark. Service mark. Trademark. It's all marked. <laughs> Honest to goodness, attorney. Check out ShamanLaw.com. Amazing, amazing attorney. I can't recommend him enough. Also, if you're looking to get a home in the Orlando area or trying to find a good real estate agent that might know a good real estate agent, please check out Angie Connors at Walters Real Estate, a uh, good friend, and helped us out with our home and property. Uh, check her out at waltersrealestate.com. Links will be down below in the description. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. It is episode 53. It has been a while. I have been wanting to do a new episode for theme parks. Uh... It is the holiday season, and boop-de-boo, how are you? Um, yeah, man, so I did one, one, two, three theme parks go, I believe, I don't remember what episode it was, but we can actually find out, let's find out, Michal, let's find out, because we're going to take on the journey, the journey, let's check out the journey, when did Ollie do the episode? He doesn't know. Ooh. Well. Available episodes. Let's scroll down, guys. Everybody's like, why are you making us wait? Old school. PlayStation VR. Here we go. Keep going. It was episode 14, I believe it was November, actually, what was the original air date on that one? Original air date was 8-21-17, that was my original air date. I actually had to move the air dates around because, this is the actual, once we moved to Lipson, we had to move some stuff around, I moved it all around, and now we're on a good, better web server, so I recommend Lipson if you're trying to get some podcasting off the ground, I love it, love it, love it, love it, and it's a good price for your data. But episode uh, 14 was one, two, three parks go, and I wanted to talk about uh, the theme parks, how they run, give you guys some insider tips on how to vacation, how to get your tips off the ground, how to get your butt here and out now with life. Because, you know, man, going to these theme parks is nothing like you ever experienced. If you've never gone to Hershey Park, Cedar Point, um, up in New York, we have Six Flags. Um, uh, good park, good park. But when I came down here to work and, uh, you know, play and stuff like that, it was like, holy shit, what is this 
theme park you speak of, Universal and Disney and SeaWorld and Busch Gardens, and many other attractions here in Orlando. Um, because Universal's, you know, fucking Florida is known for it. It's all it's known for is its theme parks and its vacation destination, uh, which isn't a bad thing because it helps with our taxes. Because yeah, it's great. And retirement community, also retirement community, but most people work for the theme park. They love it. Um, I'm going to break down some tips, tricks again for the holiday season because I doop de doo. Um, you know, getting you guys through it as best I can because it's going to be a long month for me because I do work in the theme park. That's my day job. You already know what theme park it is because I'm usually there a lot. Uh, Universal Orlando is where I work. I do not work in Disney. I have friends and family that do work in Disney. I will be giving you some insider tips, nothing security risks, stuff like that, so don't ask. I will not go into any detail on what backdoors we need to wear and how to get on backdoors of properties and see some stuff. I will not tell you how to do that because, no. But I will tell you how to get your vacation done correctly so you do not struggle because I know how much it costs for you folks to get around. And I know it's going to be a long holiday season because for some of you, it's been a long wait. You guys have been saving your money up and putting it together and wanting to see Harry Potter and wanting to see the castle shows and wanting to see all this shit. So I'm going to help you out the best way I can. The best thing I would do if I had Finley coming into the parks on how to get through it. Um, so let's start off, man. It's welcome. You guys have saved up. You did it. Now, some people do go to AAA. I do recommend AAA sometimes. I do recommend finding an agent or a travel agent that would know better. Um, AAA can be a little bit cheaper. However, I do recommend sometimes, because I have friends that do work in a ticket area of both parks and companies, that have told me personally the best thing to do if you're doing a multi-day thing, if you're doing about three weeks, maybe yeah, three-week vacation, if you're here for about a month, if you're from overseas, or you're like, hey, man, we've really saved up. We want to see all of Florida because this is something we want to do. We want to do the Disney Cruise. We want to do this recommendation is to do probably a park hopper, but the one thing I didn't really notice since the last time I've spoken about it was to get a Disney annual pass or a universal annual pass. It's much cheaper than getting a multi-park hop to hopper. Um, one thing I would recommend doing is making sure you're not signed up to renew the pass um, for every year. So if you're not coming every year to Universal or Disney, make sure you unclick if it's digital, or you make sure you tell them, make sure they tell you that hey, it's not going to renew. It's only locked down for the year. You will not be getting recurring billing statements every year because once you lock it, it's hard to get rid of that fucking pass legally and finality because you already agreed to the terms and conditions stating that hey man, I I I don't go here enough to fucking use this pass. So make sure that's taken care of. Now that you've done that, let's go into deeper detail of. Disney's Fast Pass and Universal's Express Pass. Disney's Fast Pass, Universal's Express Pass. Do you hear the difference in that? Express Pass, Fast Pass, Express Pass, Fast Pass. One you pay for, one you do not. Now Disney's used to be you used to go in with your ticket and you used to just like slide it in the machine. You used to kick you out of time. You had to wait a long ass line. Now Disney has changed that because of the digital system with their Disney app on the iPhone and Android services, depending on which one you use. Um, you can book up to 30 days in advance. Here's the thing. Yes, it's free. Yes, you can book 30 days in advance. You may not get the rides you want. Just a heads up. It's three, three fast passes per park. So you can go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Not all at once now, though. It's going to stop you. It's going to be like, hey, you are going here, but you're going here, but you're going here, but you're going here. So be careful when you book, um... You, once you get in the park and you're sitting on the monorail or the bus where it's taking you, Animal Kingdom, 
um, as my mom would call it, the animal condom. She used to work there too. Don't ask me why. She didn't come up with it. People that worked there had to come up with it. Or it's called animal, yeah, animal condom. The magic condom is what I'm used to hearing a lot because people screw around a lot at <laughs> Magic Kingdom. Wink, wink. Insider tip there. College program, please. Anyway, so once you guys have booked your 30 days in advance, make sure you're picking the rides you want to do. When you do get in the park, make sure you're checking um, time, date, etc. Because you can keep booking. The problem is it's like one has to go if the other one doesn't go. Make sure you're booking your uh, key card, stuff like that, all to the account. One person or two people can actually go in there and go mess around with it and play around with it. And make sure it's all together. Universal. Okay, so when you get to Universal and you finally pick out the pass you might want to get, like I said, I would probably recommend getting, now that I've been told by friends who work in the ticketing department, I've said, hey, yeah, man. I said, what the hell do you guys sell the fucking, uh, the annual passes? Yeah, they're only here for a couple of days. They go, dude, it's so much cheaper than them buying a fucking multi-day pass. They're saving so much more cash. They're saving about $300 more. I said, oh, I didn't know that. They went, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, the, it's probably one of the best things to do. I tell them all about it and... Once we do the numbers and math for them, it, it's all about five to six hundred dollars cheaper to do it that way, and they can come in whenever they want, and they get express pass after four. So, let me break that down. So, Disney, <laughs> Universal's express pass is not Disney's fast pass. Yes, you can get a digital version of it. Yes, you do need to pay for it per day or per week. So, depending on what day you're going to Universal, is it worth it? I would usually ask somebody in the beginning of the park on how much it would be for the day. Now, if you're just doing one park and you're there all night, I probably would recommend probably doing single rider. If you're doing a multi-day day, um, I would probably recommend doing the Universal Express Pass because sometimes that park can get fucking bumping. We are expecting this year and this week, a few weeks from now, uh, two weeks from now, we are expecting about... Pretty... My girlfriend just sent me a photo. Um, we are expecting about 40000 per park at Universal. That's a lot of fucking people. It's a lot. And that's just a day. That's in the day. So for the week, we have no idea. So we're looking at probably a million plus. Um, what I would do, I would pretty much go up to the person and be like, Hey, man, um, how much is Express for the day? They'll usually tell you it's about 40 to 60 to 70 to 80 to $90 per person. And is it worth it? Yeah, because you're not... Having to wait to find something on your phone, you're not waiting to have something. Um, I would recommend doing it for a multi day. Now, if you're doing a multi day thing, yeah, I would probably recommend if you're doing Disney for two days, Universal for two days, Disney for some people do, they'll go Universal one day, Disney, and they'll just bounce, 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 bounce. I probably would recommend getting the Express Pass and the Fast Pass as quick as you can. Like I said, Disney is free, just know you have a lot of headache to go along with it. It's not free, it's a lot of headache trying to find the ride you want to do. Uh, and Universal, you just pay and scan. We scan you through, check your date, time, whatever you may be doing. If it's a one-time use express, yeah, it's good to use. We can't. Universal is getting a little more uh, unlenient. I'll say unlenient, more cracking down on procedures. So don't try to be like, oh, I already, I didn't use it before. We will check to see if you used it. We can actually go into our data frame and see if you used it before. Um, so I would recommend getting the unlimited express because it gets you on. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not hand it off to another person. We will take it. We will confiscate it. That's $100 gone. Do not fucking just keep it with you. 
Um, if you're staying on property with Universal and Disney, they sometimes do give you guys uh, Universal on some of the hotels because of what you pay. You will get a free Unlimited Express, depending. Talk to the hotels that do that, like Hard Rock, stuff like that. They will fill you in. Cabana Bay does not do that. If you're those sitting at Cabana Bay, uh, you have to buy the Express Pass there. You can pick up your tickets up right there for the day. So it's a cool thing. You can pick your tickets up and head out on and take the bus over to Universal. It's only a little bit of a drive. Not even that big. It's like 15 minutes or less. They take you over to CityWalk. You get up. You do your thing with security. And I'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, so now that you figured out what parks you're going to be doing and your Disney and Express Pass, make sure, like I said with Universal, make sure to check ahead of time to make sure you guys have not, an idea of spending maybe an extra 100 or an extra 1000 not being funny or anything. An extra grand, just in case, on your getting to the fucking lines. Is it worth it? Like I said, yes and no. Talk to the family. Talk to talk to between amongst yourselves. Would I do it? Uh, yes and no. I would probably go single rider. I've done single rider many times with my family. I'm like, hey, the late time is about an hour. Single rider is about 20 minutes to 40 minutes. Let's just do fucking single rider and get on and get in and out. So I'll pick the rides I really want to do at Universal, and I'll do it. Uh, same thing with Disney. I'll do the same thing. I'll do single rider. Uh, meet up my friend later on. We'll hop off, high five each other. You know, do like other shit. Okay, now that that's all said and done, you pretty much talked amongst yourselves. You guys know that hey, we're gonna spend a little money at Universal Four Express because we want to. We want to do the Harry Potter experience and not be rushed around and enjoy the butter beers and all that kind of shit and enjoy our food, stuff like that. Same thing with Disney. You picked your days you want to do. And you pick the rider that said, hey, we can't get fastball special. Let's make sure we could do single rider. So you've already done that. Now, you've arrived to Florida. Congratulations. You've taken the monorail. What's the monorail, you might ask? Well, there's a monorail inside Universal or inside of Orlando International Airport. You made it. Congratulations. You made it to the hotel. It's time. You've already got your Harry Potter shirts. You've already got your Disney shirts. You've already got all your other shit. What I would do. Before you come to the parks, I would make sure you pack for your day. Don't pack overly. Don't pack light. Pack a little light. Pack a little less. Uh, you can bring backpacks and like rolling suitcases, like rolly bags. Don't fucking bring like 90 bags with you. It's just the stupidest fucking thing I can recommend for my friends to even come to the park. My friends have literally said, hey, man, what do I need to bring? What I recommend to them is bringing their cameras, their batteries, their chargers, anything like that. Put that all in a backpack. Uh, bring Ziploc bags with you um, for your for wet time. Um, if you really want to be cheap about it, go to a dollar store or somewhere like good or go to Amazon. Get some decent ponchos. Nothing too major. If, if it's just have them ready like it. Fucking Florida is so bipolar right now. It's raining today. <laughs> Tomorrow it's supposed to rain. Two days early from this, it was fucking 30 degrees. It was weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> and then it got hot again to about 70 degrees. So plan accordingly. Have a bag ready, like a backpack or a little suitcase. Nothing too major. That's going to hold anything from your medications to your cell phones to your... Maybe if somebody wants to bring lunch, you're allowed to do that. You can bring a little cooler with you. I bring lunch to Disney all the time because I like, I like having a little sub. I like having a sit down and actually not having to be rushing to a line to have my lunch. I can have my Mountain Dews or my, my, my puddings or whatever I want to bring. It's my day. I'm going to live it the way I want to live it. I'm paying the price to come to the park and have a good time. And then you throw it all the way in the trash can. Be proper and polite about that. So make sure, um, you know, you're packing a little lunch bag, whatever you need. 
have a little suitcase bag and make sure everybody has their ponchos, their hoodies, their socks, whatever they need, may need for the day. So especially suntan screen, sunscreen. Uh, definitely have some of that because that shit is hot. Especially here in the summer times. But here in the winter, make sure everybody's got a little hoodie, a little something like that to keep themselves warm. Because it does get fucking breezy. There's some really... I call them wind traps around Universal and Disney. In some of the areas where the the attractions were built, some of that wind man here in Florida, it just goes down and it does like a cyclone. You're like, whoa, I have no penis. It shrinks. Shrinkage. Um, yeah, make sure the bag's not overly heavy, not overly light. Make sure one, one or two people can carry it. So if one person's in a ride or venue, the other person can take it for you and they, they can sit in there what they call a child swap section. Disney and Universal do offer that uh, for a person that doesn't want to ride the ride or a little one's... If your little ones aren't tall enough to ride the ride, they can wait with the party. They can't go on, and the party will just swap at the end of the ride and hop back onto the ride, and so they can get their experience out of the way. It does happen. Just know that we do offer that uh, in both parks. Most parks do do that. Um, not really. Not really. I think SeaWorld. I know Busch Gardens. I've been there in a long time. I don't know if they do. I believe they do. Uh, excuse me. Um. Yeah, so just make sure the bag's packed properly. Not overly heavy, not overly light. Because you might want to get a few things, such as the Harry Potter wand. You might want to get some veneer cups. You might want to get your Disney ears, your Buzz Light ears, your BB-8s, your stuff like that. Some pins. If you're doing some Disney trading, make sure everything is kind of fit in one. So you're not carrying a whole shit ton around with you, and it can kind of roll around. The person's not going to get weighed down for the day. Um, would I recommend packing a little bit of fluids? Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I love about Universal, guys, is that Universal does offer a service and i believe it's like 15.99 per cup but what i usually do because i'm a cheapskate not really but if it's just me and my girlfriend we usually share one of the souvenir cups because it's like hey she's a diabetic i'm not uh, we can grab the souvenir cup we have plenty of them here reactivate them at universal because we're bought from universal it's a few bucks cheaper because we get discounts it's about 15 bucks but i would recommend doing it if you're doing a multi-day if you're doing a single day i probably would recommend it too um Single day if you're doing both parks, absolutely. Like, pay the $15, $16. You are going to save yourself so much money on just fluid and water and stuff like that. Now, everybody at Universal, you can go to a stand and be like, hey, I just need a cup of water. They'll give you a cup of water. Disney, same thing. I need a cup of water. They'll give you a cup of water. Because they don't want you to pass out. They want you to spend your money. <laughs> so, if you want to get a beverage or something like that, like Coca-Cola or whatever like that, most Universal and Disney have Coca-Cola certifications. They're not don't know why they don't have Mountain Dew, because I hate that. There's only a couple of restaurants around Universal that you offer Mountain Dew um, and Pepsi products. I usually go crazy because I used to bring my own Mountain Dew, which it's not for out of fun. If you're going to bring your own stuff, bring your own stuff. Nobody cares. Um, but Universal, I would highly recommend getting the Souvenir Cup. Disney does not offer something like this. I looked, and I've been going to Disney for about a year, year and a half now. Now that I have an annual pass, my family does work for Disney, so I usually get free passes, but now I bought my own passes, so I don't have to worry about that. Um... And the parking, even with using their passes, I had to pay the still pay the twenty two dollars or whatever the hell it was. I went to twenty two dollars. I'll go into that in detail in just a minute. <laughs> um But yeah. The one thing I love about Universal is definitely, definitely budget for the souvenir cups. Um they're about fifteen dollars I believe per person. But if you got a family, get a few of them. Uh, dude, that's gonna save you so much cash for the day because everybody gets thirsty and they're like I'm thirsty I'm thirsty when you do the math about going to one of the vendors and you're getting a fucking coca-cola that is like two hundred dollars fifty cents you do the math on those that's you know you've already bought three of those little freaking little 20 ounce bottles you've already paid your dues you've already paid for it um and the coca-cola freestyles man they're everywhere around the park they're well they're well hidden they're hidden in good areas so you can actually stop and people love it man because they can they walk in they have their souvenir cup and they're, they're jamming man they're having a good time 
man, they're not spending a lot of money. And uh, it's, a, it's a good time. So you can have your Powerade, your lemonades, whatever you want to do. You you're, you do you do you. But I would highly, highly recommend it. It's not it's not a ripoff. Um, when I'm there with my family and friends, I recommend it because uh, the kids get th- super thirsty in like five, ten minutes. And after the ride, they're sweating, they're sweating, they're hungry, and they're thirsty. The souvenir cup's already there. They bring it with them. They slam it on the thing, and they fill it up with whatever fucking thing they want. And they're happy. Disney doesn't offer this. I don't know why. I came up with a really cool idea. I wish I told my buddy of mine. I said, why doesn't Disney do like a souvenir cup thing where they can get a collectible or like a DV8 or a Star Wars one, but you have to go to the theme park for this one to, to activate and it makes noise and shit like that. And it could be a Coca-Cola freestyle. And my buddy was like, that's a fucking great idea. Why don't they do that? I don't know. I guess that's the way Disney likes to run. But if they did, holy shit, the money they would make because people would collect the shit out of those like magic bands. Um, okay, now that you've decided all that, you decided how much money you're going to spend for the day. Just know that's an extra thing, but I definitely would look into them. Look on the Universal app to get more details or check out Universal Orlando. Disney, same thing. Check out what, what dining plans you want to use. Um, they have some pretty good dining experiences. can be a little pricey depending on where you want to eat, if you want to eat Avatar, stuff like that. But just make sure to budget for your food day. You can easily go to a local supermarket, get some subs made, stuff like that. Get cans of soda. Carry a little freaking cooler with you inside your little bag. But just like I said, make sure your bag's packed properly, not overly packed. So you might have some Harry Potter wands or whatever you merchandise you may be grabbing throughout the day. And one person can watch that as you're going on rides. Now, you leave the hotel. You're done with that. No, you're going to have to go through Disney security and Universal security many fucking times if you plan on leaving or kind of doing a multi-day thing. Universal, I think, has the better option for this. Universal, you all go through together. Boom, boom, boom. There's no special treatment, which I like. Uh, no bag, no worries. Just go fucking through. They'll scan you either way. They want to make sure there's no metal, no guns, no knives, anything like that. Same thing with Disney. No metals, no knives, no guns, no knives. Nothing you shouldn't be having. Um, so with Disney, is is kind of weird. Um, I like it and I dislike it, but I've had good experiences and had some weird experiences. But everybody's been very nice to me. I've been very cooperative because I work for the theme park. So even the employees guys have to go through a metal detector before they start their job. Which jobs do that? Everybody fucking goes to the metal detector. It's an, it's crazy. But it's the way of times, man. It's, uh, you know, if you want to know why Universal has them, just Google search it and you'll find the story of why Universal has metal detectors. Um, sorry, my computer just locked up. But I'm going to make sure it's taping. Me. Make sure it's taping me. Yes, it is. Recording? Yep, cool. Alright. Recording on the MacBook Pro, just make sure. I got the thing timing out and stuff like that. You can hear actually breathing heavy. Um, so make sure when you go through, you know, you're just being cool. Like, we have to go through the middle of all the time at work. It's just a thing we have to do. First one that happened, like I said, if you want to Google it, you'll find out the story why we actually have our metal detectors. And it's many other reasons why we have it. Gotten so used to it now, I go in with my little TSA baggie, which is just a Ziploc bag with my phone, car keys, whatever I have. And I'm in and out in security within two seconds, and I'm scanning for work. And then I go to work. And I get myself dressed and do my thing. Um, what I would recommend doing, if you're just going in... Say if you're leaving the hotel with Disney, uh, you want to bring just a little bag with you if your, your girlfriend has a purse or whatever, and you're like, hey, let's just pack our waters or whatever. 
have her do that or have you do that, carry the purse. Uh, just make sure you guys all put in one thing so it's like one easy check. Now, with Disney Transportation Center, it's pretty neat. Um, so it's like one check when you guys go inside. You can either take the boat or the monorail to which area you're going to. So if you're going to Magic Kingdom, they've already done the search there previously. And then you're going into the monorail or you'll take the boat over to Magic Kingdom. Cool. That's all said and done. Usually they'll tell you no bags, no bags. Disney does have a no bag thing. However, when you do go to the no bag thing, they will probably bring you to the metal detector. So that you don't have to go through a bag check. So it depends on your size, the person. They just look at you very carefully and go, hmm, okay, that person might have something on them. I see you're looking, they're looking at your pockets, looking at anything. You might have bulging out like a pair of gloves or if you got a fucking scarf or whatever. You know, so it depends on the person. If they pull you aside, they pull you aside. Just boom, 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 put your shit in the tray and then get scanned down and you're good to go. Um, so Universal, um, the way that they do theirs, everybody has to go through. It uh, goes through an x-ray scanner, all your bags. These... Uh, metal detector goes off and what and they can tell what area something might be in then they do a wand scan and to make sure you have nothing on you um and you're good to go man your shit's in you're out you pick up your bag and you're good to go man your day you got your strollers everything that the kids are happy you're excited you guys have been waiting for this okay so that's all sudden with universal universal does one major check because it's one central area it's both parks in one central area you have the whole city walk area with dinner and bars and and everything concerts and shit everything in one it's fucking cool it's amazing it's gonna blow your mind when you get there all the shops and stuff and the voodoo donuts what everybody seems to be fucking loving i see guests walking around with like boxes of donuts <laughs> i told one guy i took it i'll take bribes i'll take a donut <laughs> uh but they seem to be really enjoying it. everybody seems to be really enjoying the voodoo donuts and the and the nightlife atmosphere and loving that shit hey it's it's up to you um when you get to Disney, make sure, uh, like I said, to make sure if you're, you know, coming from the hotels, pack lightly, um, make sure all your stuff's packed, packed correctly. No, 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 no fucking selfie sticks. Universal allows them. Yes. And no, they don't. You, Disney does not allow fucking any selfie sticks. So don't even think about bringing them in. Leave them in the car. Don't even pack them. Now, if you're going down to like a walking around being a tourist in, in the Florida area, yeah, bring your fucking selfie stick around. Bring, bring your gimbal. Um, but, you know, be careful. Uh, Disney does not allow any gimbals. Um, they don't allow pretty much any selfie sticks. Now, if you're going to do, like, a podcast in the park and just walk around and do some filming, yeah, they allow that, obviously. Uh, just make sure you're being polite and you're not fucking going to bang into people and you're not, you're in my shot, asshole. It's like, dude, people are going to be in your shot either way. Because um, I was recently in part of a podcast the other day, when I was sitting down watching the parade, somebody had a podcast going about their thing, and some guy was recording them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so when you get to the next park, they will do the same thing. Metal detector, shit, boom, boom, because Disney has all four parks. So you're going to go through Magic. Magic has its own thing. Uh, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and then Hollywood Studio, which I haven't been to in a long fucking time. It feels like almost a year since I've been there. Don't ask me why. I just haven't been there. There's not much there except for like Slinky Dog and shit like that, which I really want to do, but it's been crazy. So I can't really even get fast passes for that. But I've been on Avatar now three times. Look and love that ride. Do not do the fucking boat ride. It's not worth it. But the flight up, right up, pa right up passage is fucking amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, anyway, so just make sure you're packing carefully. Like I said, Ziploc bag, phone, keys, you're in and out with, out with life. With Disney and Universal. Now that that's all said and done, you're through security. Which parks are you going to do? Make sure you pick fucking wisely. Uh, the only parks that allow monorails to go through them, I believe, still are um, 
Epcot and I believe Magic Kingdom are the only two. Yeah, Epcot and Magic Kingdom are the only two. To get to the other two parks, you will need to take a bus. So, again, if you're trying to use the monorail, you can. However, note, note that the only park that's going to do that is Magic Kingdom and Epcot. You can take the monorail over to Epcot. The boat, the ferry only goes to Magic Kingdom. Just know that. What's faster? Well, sometimes I just take the ferry because it's so much faster than taking the monorail. Especially we've done it more times than I can count. And sometimes we're like running out of the park. We're like, what, what do we do? What do we do? It's like, oh, boat, boat, boat. So we just take the boat. And it's so much faster to get the transportation and get back to your car. And then take the little the little thing that takes you, the little jet engine thing that takes you back to your damn parking spot. Also, remember where that fuck you parked? <laughs> That's the one thing at Universal and Disney. Um, take a photo. Just take a photo of the pillar you might be at. Universal will be in a parking garage. Disney, you'll be in a big fucking open area. Uh, if it's heroes, villains, what have you, um, just take a photo of where you're at. It's going to save you so much time instead of being like, because at 11 o'clock at night to 1 in the morning, that's all you fucking hear in a light because you can't even find your car. So good luck using the panic alarm because you will not find it. So we've done that the other day. We lost the car. We were going through food, and, not food and wine. We were going to some festival over at Epcot, and it was the 5K or the Fun Run or whatever the hell they had over there. And we lost the car because it was by the Universe of Energy uh, Guardians New Guardians ride that will be opening up in like another another year or so. Um, so we lost it with a friend of ours who actually works for Pandora, and he started laughing. He goes, "You lost the car?" I said, "Yeah." So, yeah. So take a photo. I will save your ass. Um. What else do I want to say? Yeah, so monorail, buses, make sure to take the buses to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. There is no other way to get to those two places if you're in the main transportation center. Take the, um, or downtown Disney. Downtown Disney, I've been through plenty of times. You can take the bus there too, and they will take you back to all the resorts, um, you know, and the main transportation center. Universal. There's only one way in and one way out. Once you park your vehicle, you pay your price. Um, you know, there's only one way in and one way out. You're pretty much going to the parking garage and you're walking into the main area or city walk as mainly is. You'll have the big rotunda where security will be and then your bathrooms and your wheelchair services and all that stuff and your, your knickknacks and all that good stuff. And then if you go down the lower level on the way, the cabs will take you or the Ubers or Lyfts will take you to the drop-off center. Um, most people are doing that now. Most people are taking Ubers and Lyfts because it's much more cheaper than paying the parking. It's probably cheaper for you to do a party of four, party of five in a fucking van than it is to pay for the, you know, 20, 20 something dollars parking. And it'll take you back to your hotel in no time. Um, yeah, most people do that nowadays. Um, when you're finally into theme parks, which theme park are you going to do? Um... Note, if you're a big Harry Potter fan, you probably want to start in USF first and then work your way over to Islands of Adventure and then go over to that area because this has more of the Harry Potter original feel, which was based off the designs from the movie. So as you can tell when you get into that area, it's much more compressed. That's where the new rider will be. They took down the uh, um, Dragon Challenge, which would be AKA Dueling Dragons, which a lot of my friends used to work at too. And, you know, it's a great ride. The new one isn't even really done yet. They're almost there. It's going to be another year. It's about half a year for it to finally be completed. Uh, 
So it's pretty cool. I mean, that's what the, the castle show is, which for some of you guys haven't seen it, it is a night mapping projection show of all the houses and just a fun holiday kind of thing. If you're doing it for the holidays, definitely, definitely check it out. Note to get there a little bit early so you can get your spot no matter where you stand. Usually on the side of the castle where the bridge is, it's usually for the best spot. We watched it the other day and watched it pretty much in front of the castle and everybody was pretty much chill and relaxed. Um, it was pretty good. It was about a good 15-minute show of laser mapping projection. It shoots projectors all over the castle and then make lights it up and lays it down. And then it lights up and it gets map projected in Christmas decorations, which is pretty fucking badass. Um, and that usually is towards the end of the night with a little bit of firework and nothing major. Universal Hell has, instead of the uh, Universal Cinematic thing, they now have the Universal uh, Celebration thing, which is like a, a night projection... Uh, water projection show of all the things you've ever done throughout the day, Transformers, Harry Potter, etc., etc., et uh, with fireworks and just fun stuff, and um, it's pretty good. I've seen it uh, twice, now I've seen it in its entirety. Is it fun? Is it fun to wait for? Yeah, it, it's cool. Most people, when it comes to theme parks, all they want is fireworks. It's fucking shocking. They don't care how shitty they are. I've come for fireworks. Okay. You know, Disney, same thing. I come for fireworks. Okay. <laughs> so just note um if you're in the new universal section you want to go down hollywood boulevard keep going you're going to pass mel's and then you'll see the new pathway to get inside there there's only one really one good way to watch the show and it's really from the other side so it's not going to be on the starbucks side on the other side of the lake on the uh, lake it will be on the other side of the lagoon um near hollywood so definitely check that out if you want to see that um when you leave the Harry Potter section in Universal, um, don't go back to where you entered if you're entering Hogsmeade to go to the train. Leave through the Jurassic Park area. You'll get out much faster and there's another bridge they open up so you can get the fuck out. They will get you out of there and, and, and not with life much, much faster. It's going to be compressed this two weeks, so just good luck, guys. I believe in you. Um, just plan your timing, plan your day, plan your stuff. Oh. Excuse me. Um, Disney, if you're doing the holiday stuff there, just note sometimes they close a little bit earlier. Cancel. My computer was acting weird. My Cancel. Sorry, I can't set preferences for music playing from your Bluetooth device. Hey, weird. Weird Amazon, you're weird. Anyway, um... So note, please check the, the times and dates the parks are closing so you guys know time to get out. Um, I usually do that before I get to any of the parks. I'll check the app and I'll see what day they're closing. People bitch and moan and complain that Universal closed a little bit early because what Universal does, guys, and what most theme parks do is that they get bought out. That's how they make their money, too, when the seasons are kind of slow. So the companies around the world will buy them out. Companies, like uh, corporate companies, like if they're... Their parties, they'll buy the park for a little bit for their employees to play in. So their employees can play in the park only. Uh, Universal does it all the time. They'll sometimes close around 5 o'clock, sometimes they'll close around 6 o'clock during the event. Um, Universal's holiday parade does begin around usually around 5.30, guys, until I believe January 3rd. Sometimes it'll begin at 6.30. Uh, you definitely if you want a good spot in Harry Potter or a good spot for the holiday parade if you want to get like the Macy's side of it and the tree lighting it's going to be in front of Jimmy Fallon uh, my venue um, that's where they actually have snow machines these bubble machines that actually snow on you as the parade's going by it's pretty neat 
Um, just be warned, do not stand on the sidewalks. They have special areas. They do not parade you. Clear the stairs, because we will be yelling at you for standing there. And just note that. Um, what else should I be telling you guys? Drugs and brain farts, people. Um, so, yeah, we told you about that. 5.30, the holiday parade. What else is what else is going on at Disney? I should be telling you guys. Man, there's so much shit that I'm just like, wow. Um, yeah, so just make sure you're planning your hours. Always, always, guys, check, like I said, check your days, check your hours, because um, people can be a bitch and moan. Disney's closing early. Universal closes early. It's because they're buying out, they're selling out uh, to get the park filled for the event shifts that they want to do. Um, it just, it makes the company money, and it keeps them in business when you folks aren't here. Um, no that when you get to the park, it's going to be long hours, long sleep, long everything. Plan your days accordingly because, man, it's a lot of work. And each day will be different. Um, some days, you know, it's going to be slow. Some days will be fast. What do I recommend getting into the morning? Well, don't rush too much. Uh, if you're getting in and you wanted to get on some rides, I would recommend doing all the rides you want to do first um, and get those out of the way. Um, definitely do Diagon first, check it out, and stuff like that, because the later it gets, the crazier it gets. Rides like Mummy, Transformers, stuff like that will go up and wait time throughout the day. No, because you can pass between both parks, Universal, your day will vary. So, usually around, like, 2 o'clock to 1 o'clock, everybody from Islands or everybody from Universal collaborates inside Universal for the holiday parade or the parades that may be there, because that's what they like to do. They want to see the tree get lit. They want to see stuff they want to go see the night show they want to ride harry potter they want to go to simpsons they want to go eat some food they want to go to duck beer they want to go see doc you know they want just everything there so just get ready around one to two o'clock it gets really hectic um it's gonna be a crazy crazy holiday for y'all of y'all and same thing with magic kingdom man it's gonna get fucking hectic i mean because there's just raids there's things there's holiday stuff for you folks to see uh so know, just know the times, the parades and stuff are happening so you guys can plan your day so you can get in and out now with life. Um, the one venue I really do want to talk about that people keep asking me and asking me and asking, well, how the hell does it work, um, is Jimmy Fallon. So Jimmy Fallon is one of the newer venues. It was open about a year ago. I started working over there after Terminator 2 3D closed. As you all know, I used to work at Terminator Loved it. It was my home venue. The people were there. Uh, I still work with a lot of my mates, my friends. You know, we all work. We all went to different areas around the park. And a lot of people actually... I got, the funny thing was I got noticed a while back. I was actually at Jimmy Fallon for a little bit. And somebody goes, oh my god, you were at Terminator about a year ago. So we've, we come to see you and every year you're here. So they were from England. It was pretty cool talking with them and having to sit down uh, a little bit with her and her husband. Her husband was in a wheelchair and stuff like that. We talked. And uh, they, were, they were cool cats, man. We had a great chat. And they said, oh, my God, it's our, you know, we don't come every year. But, you know, it's cool to see that you're still uh, here at Universal. We're still working. You know, you must like enjoy it. I said, yeah, I do enjoy it. I enjoy it. seeing new people and faces and friends and learning cult, different cultures and stuff like that. It's probably one of the coolest things about my job. Um the way Jimmy Fallon works, guys, and this is going to be how Jimmy Fallon works, a kind of how-to guide. Now, Jimmy Fallon, the way it's set up is quite weird. Uh, it's based off 30 Rock in New York. Me being from New York, I've been to 30 Rock maybe twice in my life. 
Didn't really go into it a lot. Went into a couple of buildings. So this is when they weren't really feeling in Tonight Show. There were 30 Rock had a lot of office buildings when NBC and stuff like that was owned by GE and stuff like that. Um, and then Comcast bought the rest of the remaining stock a few years ago. And then, you know, Disney bought Marvel and we still have Marvel. And Disney and Universal work together. I'm not going to go into all the fucking details there. But they're, you know, they're still working together. Because Disney and Universal still work together, you know. The Florida is fucked. And Disney and Universal need each other badly. So, they're friends. Why not? You know. My enemy and my... The enemy and my enemy is my friends. So, they both work together. And they both create the best fucking theme parks in the world for you guys. To visit and enjoy. Um, anyway. So, for those wondering, yes, Twister... The ride, Twister, the show, the ride it out, as it was called, the walkthrough tour of an F5 tornado, um, is Jimmy Fallon. It was gutted, completely gutted. Did I think I was going to be working there? No, I didn't think that. But I ended up working there on October 14th of last year. I've been to Jimmy Fallon for about a year now. About a year and two months. Um, how the venue runs. Okay, so... When you come in to Universal, and I'm going to pull my phone up so you folks can see this. Um, we have a new thing called Virtual Line. Virtual Line is kind of like a Disney Fast Pass kind of deal. Pretty much you reserve the time that works best for you. So this can only be activated. Here's the Universal app. My phone was Hey, the Castle Celebration. The Castle Celebration is oh, the holiday Castle Celebration. So what I'm going to do. Is when I go to the top of my screen here. Poop. Cool, because I can access And I'll go to the home page. I'm not even signed in. I know y'all folks, you guys can't see that. But what you'll do is you'll go scroll down to virtual line. Now what virtual line is, it's a free pass to get you guys on ride. So pretty much what virtual line does, it stops you guys from waiting in a longer line. So say if um you know the building was haywire, and the, like the fucking queue was like out the road, and the wait time said three hours. Would you wait in it? The fuck you would. I wouldn't wait in it. Um, what virtual line does is pretty much allows you to go up, go on your phone if you're inside the park. Only works inside the park, or it works in the the park area. So you, when you walk in, people always say, "Oh, it's not working. It's not working." We activate depending on what venue it is. It's us, Fast and the Furious, and uh, P Flyers over at. Um, over at the Jurassic Park area. They offer it. Now, P-Flyers, you need to be an adult. You need to be a child to ride the ride. You cannot ride the ride if you're like a fucking grown man like myself. Unless you've worked there, then you can sneak on the ride and ride it. <laughs> um, so how Virtual Line works is pretty much you'll go up onto your phone. Or there's a kiosk at Jimmy Fallon. So you'll, what you'll see here is you'll walk up to Jimmy Fallon. Main road down. You'll pass Rocket. You'll pass the music stage. You'll see NBC Comcast, which is 30 Rock. You'll go up there, you'll see the main entrance that has Jimmy Fallon standing there. Like, just doing his thing, chilling. This is NBC, Jimmy Fallon, you know, Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon is not a show. It is a ride with motion simulation. It is kind of like Despicable Me or like The Simpsons Ride with high-definition 3D. Um, I'm going to repeat that again. It is not a show. It is a ride. Uh, so... The ride takes about four minutes. The duration, usually when you hop into the building, is about 20 to 25 minutes. What do you mean by that, Ali? Well, when you finally get into the venue, there is no queue. You'll have a downstairs section, which we call our lobby area. Okay? 
There's going to be old props, things that they pulled from the Tonight Show archive, all the old hosts from Jack Parr, Steve Allen, Conan O'Brien. I know nobody makes fun of Conan O'Brien, but he didn't get fired. He quit. Um, uh, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, and now Jimmy Fallon. You know, the heavy hitters in Tonight Show. If you look at that list, that's a lot of fucking good comics. A lot of good people who did the Tonight Show, man. Heavy hitters, in my opinion. Um, when you get inside, they're going to hand you a feather. It's called a peacock feather. Now, the way the NBC logo is, it's going to be, if I can remember, god damn it, it's going to be yellow, orange, red, purple, blue, green. Yellow, orange, red, purple, blue, green. What does that mean? Well, let's see, color of the NBC peacock. What does that mean to you? Okay. So, let me backtrack just a second. So, when you head inside, you're not going to go, unless you have Express, you're going to head up to the main entrance that says, has Jimmy Fallon's thing. If you do not have Express, fucking just... Disregard that entrance for the minute. What you're going to do, because it's morning time usually, we open up what we call our standby queue, which people don't know what the hell that is. So you're going to follow farther down. It's going to be on your left-hand side. Now, the building, I call it green and blue. It's like a teal blue. It's going to say the Tribune. Okay? You're going to notice it because there's going to be a rocket coming, the roller coaster rocket coming through the building, the firehouse building. Rocket does not belong to us. It just goes to that building because it was Twister way back in the day and Twister blah, blah, blah. You all know the damn thing. We just have an extended queue out there. So you'll head down to that entrance if you do not have Express. Okay, if you don't have an Express or you don't have a virtual time set up yet, you won't. Most people, when they walk up to the first entrance, they go, what the hell is this? And we go, oh, do you have Express? No. Okay, so you're going to head down to the blue building with the gold trim. That will be your entrance. Okay, how do I reserve the reserve time? We haven't turned it on yet, which is true. We have, we are the ones that turn it on. If the building gets haywire, and I'll speak about that in just a second. So, you'll head up to there. Wait time usually says five minutes on the board. What the five minutes means is five minutes inside the queue, the anti-exterior queue. The minute you're inside the building, note the minute you're inside the building is about twenty to twenty-five minutes, give or take, on a crazy time. Now I will explain this in just a second. So when you head inside, when it says five minutes. It is not a five-minute wait for the whole thing. It is not a five-minute wait for the whole thing. It's just for the exterior queue. Now, sometimes you'll walk right in. You're depending on how many colors we're at, which tells us of these these feathers we're going to hand you. There's lights above your head inside the ceiling that change color and beneath the floor or at our podium that change color. Now, the cards have not been updated. We know this. We've been telling them. They don't want to update them because it's, it's money, it's time, it's, we can just tell you it ourselves. So we hand you the color yellow because that's the first color of the sequence. Now, the color above you is purple. The color upstairs is yellow because upstairs, we are two colors ahead of what they have downstairs. We are two colors ahead upstairs and we are downstairs. So what you usually hear, hi, welcome to 30 Rock. Your color is yellow. You may head right upstairs, which means you can head on forward. You can check out the display cases. You can head on upstairs at your leisure. There's an elevator, and there are stairs you may walk up. When you go upstairs to the second section, you'll see, you know, tonight's show, you'll see a skyline of New York, you know, and then what you'll see is the Ragtime Girl stage where they do the show. Some kiosks where you can play some games, charge your phones. They have... Wi-Fi up there, so you can watch not wi you know, watch Netflix or Hulu, whatever, whatever you want to do. Now, if your color, if you look at your color and the lights match that, it's your turn to go on the ride. We've already told you that. So, 
what people don't understand is it's like, hey, your color's been called already. So you get to go upstairs. We will tell you, we'll consistently tell you to head upstairs. It's up to you. Don't read the stupid card because it's just going to confuse the shit out of you. When we do get backed up because we're two colors ahead, it gives us a leeway and we can put more colored people in the building. What the color, what the cards do is they verify how many people are in the building. So it keeps track of, if you look at our hands, we have about 72 cards in our hand with 72 people per stack. It's 200, 240. Yeah, 240, so we usually one theater. One theater can hold about 72 people every four minutes. So you're like, what the hell is this for? We hand it to you, hey, head upstairs. What the fuck is this? That is to verify how many people are in the building. So you're one person, that's another person, that's another person, that's four people. You're going upstairs. We know we have four people coming up. We know that we need to activate what we call virtual line. Virtual line, pretty much, like I said, once we know we're at, we call four colors, the building is at full capacity. We're at closer to four or five colors. Even we can't keep holding more people in it. The building cannot handle a lot of people. It can only handle so many because it makes it worse for you guys who are waiting too long. There's some times where the building is just like, whoa, we call it on fire because it's just really busy. It's a figment of speech. We call it on fire, but it's not really on fire. You'll know if the building's on fire. The building has so many cameras and so many detectors, and you'll know we can check all the cameras. The special headsets you see us wearing are us talking to the building, let the building know what the flow is. So we know when to turn on virtual line. So now that the building has gotten chaotic and crazy, and we have enough people, we've got about three colors upstairs, but if we call three colors, we've got about 200, almost about 500 fucking people upstairs right now. It's a very compressed space upstairs. So we're trying to call this, we're going to be loaded, so you get your glasses, stuff like that. People walk up and... Then they look at the color and they go, oh man, the color's red, but I had the color purple. What's the next color, guys? The next color is purple, which means you're the next color to go inside. You're probably going to go in another about four to six minutes. So you can just sit down, have a seat, play some games, do what you do. You can sit against the wall, watch, check your phone, check your schedule, something that you need to do. Cool. Now you know. There's a secret. The color in your hand needs to match the color of the lights. How do I know what color it should be next? Always. Think about the NBC logo. It is everywhere inside that venue. It's everywhere downstairs, everywhere upstairs. Um, now that the building has no more standby because the building is going crazy, we have enough people to pack it for each show. Not that the building is capacity, capacity, capacity. You will be asked to, to get a virtual time. Now, a virtual time is that ticket I was telling you about that you'll make a reserve. Instead of you waiting in a longer line, like such as an hour to hour and a half, you will go to the kiosk that is at the blue and gold building where you enter for the standby. You will tap a monitor, the little kiosk thing there. You can't miss it. It's pretty easy. We'll point it to you. You'll tap on it. And it has English, Portuguese, and Spanish. You'll click on either one. You'll click on how many are riding in your party. And you'll click on what time works for you. Now, there's the fucking weird part about that is that the timing that you'll get from it is going to be a little weird because... Depending on how many people book on their phones and depending on how many people book on their app, the time will go up and up and up and up. It goes, okay, boom, we have enough time for that hour. We have enough time for that hour. We have enough time for that. Sometimes it gets so hectic, your earliest time to come back because the building is so just reserved for the day. You'll get time. It's 3 o'clock. You'll get time for 7 o'clock at night. Now, note, the time the park closes. So the park closes at 9 o'clock. Our standby queue will open up automatically, so you won't need to get a reserve time at 8 o'clock. It will open up automatically and one hour before park closed, so just know that. Um, 
the minute you have your reserve time you got on your phone, you'll go to the app, you'll pop it up on your app, you'll go to the virtual line, tap the other side, go to Felon, and click. It will punch up your QR code and how many you picked in your party and what time you've reserved for. You need to be pretty much exact, closer to exact, what time you're going to make it to the show. So you can go hit another ride, another venue, something like that. So if I went up and I said, oh, shit, I, I can't ride Jimmy Fallon right now, but right now there's standby queues not open. I'm going to get a reserve time. Now I can actually go have lunch. I can. It gives you about an hour leeway to make it back. So you'll get a time from 1.30 to 2.30. It gives you about an hour. So you can go hop on another ride. You can go single rider for another ride, mummy, transformers, whatever. Like, fuck it, man. I can wait. Cool. So I'm already waiting for this ride. Cool. Awesome. I can go to Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. Well, I call it Fast and the Flop. Uh, you'll understand why if you ever ride it sometime this week. Um, you can go ahead and ride that ride. They have a virtual time also. So you can do the same thing. You can just go in the morning. Reserved. Again, sometimes we will not have it activated early in the morning. It depends. Just check with us. Sometimes don't even ask the attendance because you'll already know because I'm teaching you the ways of this instead of going to the main entrances already check if they're already waving you forward to come on through if they're already pointing boom, to go down to the standby queue you know to go to the standby queue if you do not have express just go down to the standby queue you know usually if the kiosks are open or running they'll let you know hey guys get a reserve time if not head on into standby if somebody's pointing you to the blind you know where to go so that's a new way of not getting stuck at Jimmy Fallon. Um, also, if you lose an item on Jimmy Fallon, note, head back up the stairs, the exit. Do not pass where the collected glasses. Let them know what theater you dropped it in and what row you dropped it in. It's going to be about four minutes for them to check because another show comes in automatically after you. And once you're leaving, the people are already coming in after you to hop onto the ride. So don't get angry with them. Don't get angry. Don't get steamy. It's just the way life works. We can't stop everything just for you. It's just the way things happen. Um, trust me, we found everything from keys to rings to phones to backpacks to hats to you name it. We found it. And to be honest, if somebody let their dog on there one time, literally, somebody literally let their dog, they had to go do something, let their service dog on the vehicle. We're like, wait, what the hell? Huh. We're going to close the door and a dog's still laying on the floor. We go, oh my God, we picked it up, you know, unlocked the doors, brought the dog out. You know, we're like, Jesus Christ. Lady was like, oh yeah, I forgot my dog. We're like, how can you forget your dog? But yeah, it happened. It fucking really happened. Um, but that's how you get to Jimmy Fallon. That's how you do the Jimmy Fallon experience. Of course, you'll probably see me there. Ali, I'll be there. Um, but that's how you do the virtual line. So the virtual line doesn't activate until... We need it to turn it on. So if you're going to the park, I can't get the virtual line. I can't get virtual line. Well, chances are we don't have it turned on yet. Virtual line barely never breaks. It really never breaks. Um, it's been rare. A couple times the sister system will not activate, so we just extended our queue. We had a really long queue, which people did not mind. I wouldn't want to wait an hour long line. I swear to God, I would not. I would freak out. I'd be freaking out and screaming. Um... I think that's about it for my holiday stuff. It's going to be a real busy one, guys. Like I said, you know, make sure you're just planning to hydrate. Everybody's got their bags ready. It's going to be a wild one now that you know how to get in the Jimmy Fallon. Now that you know how to use the Express Pass, you know, stuff like that um, at Disney Universal. And choose your parks wisely. Just choose and get ready for the wildness because it's about to be fucking wild. Um, 
What else should I be telling you? I feel like I'm missing something that I want to say, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, good question. Uh, I'm yelling over here. I'm dying. Dying of sleep. I don't know why I'm tired. I slept good. Um, so we did Jimmy Fallon, Fast and the Furious. So Fast and the Furious, um, it's Fast and the Furious. I can't say much good about it. I don't, I don't like it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping Universal... Uh, fixes that ride. Really am. Guys, fix that ride. It, it sucks. Really bad. Guests who have already ridden it and understand what I'm saying, you'll know what I mean. Um, hmm. Hmm. Okay, so Jimmy Fallon's on. So your cups are done. Merchandise. Oh, shit. So, okay. Um, if you guys are going around the parks this season and you're like, holy shit, I don't can't carry on to this fucking huge minion doll or whatever you're doing at Universal, uh, Ask a store to bring it to the front of the park for you. They can put it in the back for you. If as long as you have like a receipt or something, they can actually put it to the front of the park for you. So if you want something or you bought something, like a lot of souvenirs and shit, and you're like, I don't want to carry these. They can actually take it to the front of the store for you. And you can, or in front of the park for you. So when you leave for the end of the day, you bring your receipt and you say, hey man, I bought this. And I'll say, okay, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Fucking whatever your name is. And they'll give it to you. And you guys save you from carrying a lot of fucking items. So say if you went Christmas shopping and you're like, I got a robe or I got this. Cool. They got them all for you. Most people like to wear the robes. They like to go all Harry Potter out into their houses that they want to be in. That's their thing. That's their deal. Bada bing, bada boom. It's all said and done. Um, what else? I feel like I'm missing something for Disney, but I don't think I'm missing much because you guys pretty much know what you should be doing. You're already in the park, you're already doing your thing. Um, the Jimmy Fallon thing I really wanted to speak about because I worked there and it's just like, God, it can't be this difficult to know, know how to go to Jimmy Fallon, which it's not. It's really not that difficult to go through Jimmy Fallon's pretty fucking, pretty simple. Um, that was just the one thing I really wanted to explain. Um, hmm. Yeah. Let's see how many time we're at. 57 minutes, wow. Well, guys, I think I hit the holiday thing. I think I did it. I think I completed my task for the day of doing this. Um, but yeah, man, I want you guys to have an awesome holiday. I want you guys to be cool to the employees, man. Because it's, it's, you got to remember, we're out there doing our thing for you guys. We're missing our families, too, just for you guys. And we understand. So I hope this or my previous episode... Uh, you know, helps you guys a lot on getting to the theme park through the holidays. Like I said, plan your days properly. I have no idea why I'm so fucking tired. Watch when I stop the podcast, I won't be even yawning. Um, you know, just be nice to the employees. They'll be nice to you. Just know that we're taking a lot of time out of our days. We're working long hours ourselves um, to be with you. Make sure your days are awesome. Um, please, for the love of God, smoke in the proper areas too, man, because it's really becoming a hindrance. Even with your e-cigarettes, oh, it's, it's not. It's vapor. It's not fucking vapor. It's fucking gross. It's just my parents do it. My brother does it. It's not vapor. It's fucking sodium glycol mixed with nicotine. I, I can just fucking name the shit. My friend makes it. A friend of ours makes the shit. Okay, it's got sodium glycol. It's got fucking water, but it's just as gross and nasty as it should. I don't want to be breathing this shit in either. I mean, you know. So just be, you know, awesome to each other, man. It's the holidays, you know. 
it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a wild one. But I want to wish everybody a uh, great holiday, man. Hopefully everything works out for all of you guys. Hope you guys have a great, great, great vacation. If you do come down here to Orlando um, to do your thing and write flight of passage, write a passage and uh, do the Harry Potter thing and, you know, just be considerate of each other. Love one another, man, because it's going to be a long vacation for all of you. And, um, yeah, man, we'll see what happens, man. But definitely, 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 um, you plan your day at Disney carefully. Pick the parks you want to do. Um, get your fast passes kind of early. And keep, you know, if, you're, if you can't get them, just keep going on the app and playing around with it. And you might be able to get something for an earlier time because people like to drop their passes and say, hey, I can't, we can't make this time. Let's do the next time or whatever. Um, but yeah. <sighs> oh, man. I'm yawny, yawny, yawny. Um, oh, shit. My favorite place to eat at Universal because everybody keeps asking me. Uh, my favorite place to eat at Disney. Uh, Pinocchio's is pretty good. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Uh, uh, we ate at the Polynesian recently for my girlfriend's previous, her, her upcoming birthday. Her parents took me over to the Polynesian. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Uh, pretty pricey though. It's about, uh, 70 bucks per person. <laughs> yeah, not cheap. It's all you can eat. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great at the Polynesian. Um, where else, where else? Eat at the Pandora place, not bad. Pinocchio's, like I said, my favorite, one of my favorites. Uh, haven't eaten at the castle because it's super fucking expensive to eat there. It's just hard to get a reservation to eat in there. Um, but it is what it is. Um, uh, what else, what else, what else? Hmm. Don't, I don't eat much of Disney. I really, I really, I usually, guys, when I get out from Disney, I usually go to Chick-fil-A. Not Chick-fil-A, I usually go to, uh, RV's because it's right next door to Disney, outside of Disney's area. And I use coupons, and I save a lot of money. And I usually get a buffalo chicken slider, a couple buffalo chicken sliders with some, with a French dip, and I am good to go. I'm a happy camper. Um, but that's how Ali saves money. Uh, if you're at Universal, my favorite restaurants to eat at, if I'm there, uh, definitely my fucking go-to, which is Moe's. It's going to be above... Uh, it's going to be in the upper level. You see the Cinemark Theater. Go up the elevator or the escalator to clubs, food, and etc. You'll see it return next to the Waffle Bar for Burger King. <laughs> so you'll head up there. I usually go to Moe's or Panda's or I usually go to Burger King. Uh, those are the cheapest ones on property. Um, Red Oven's pretty good. Their margarita pizza is pretty good. Kind of, kind of expensive, but pretty good. Uh... I usually like, uh, I don't usually go to Starbucks a lot in City Walk. Everybody does, I don't. Um, what else? Wait, Bubba Gump's is pretty good. Love it. I do the Shrimp for Heaven, that's about 14 bucks, but it's usually good. You get a burger and that, and you're pretty good for the $20. 20, $26, I think it was even with tip. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I'm trying to think what else is good. Margaritaville is good. Every, fucking every restaurant at Universal is really good. Uh, but if you're trying to, if you're on a budget, if you're really on a budget, um, eat at, um, eat at fucking Moe's or eat at, uh, you know, Panda or eat at Burger King. You'll save a lot of money. Or the bread box. The bread box, it's one of the hidden gems. It's really good too, man. It's right next to, um, it's right next to Voodoo up the stairs there. The bread box is really good, man. It makes some pretty good pastrami. It makes some pretty good sandwiches and they make pretty good milkshakes. Um, but that's just my opinion. 
Anyway, guys, if you want to know more about this, uh, leave me a link down below. I'm getting a little tired talking, talking, talking. Uh, previously, <sighs> if you want to combine this episode, please, if you want to learn more, please check out our previous episode. It's going to be episode 14, one, two, three parts go. Just go into our previous episode and you'll find it. This will be the newer version for that for the holidays. But I want to wish you guys all the best. Um, I won't wish you Happy New Year's yet, but uh, wish you a good holiday week what's coming up because some of you guys are going on holiday. Um, but all the best. Remember to be polite to the employees, man, because they're doing a lot for you guys to make sure you guys have an awesome experience. And uh, all the best, man. I'll talk to you guys later. Keep an open mind. Have a great week, guys. I'll see you later.